Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show about overcoming adversity and making a difference. Your host, Philip Rampisa, interviews guests from all walks of life to help you succeed. Welcome to Power Tools to Success. As always, we speak to people that have made a difference. We do this to help you succeed and we do this to share tips with you so that in your own life, you can be able to achieve all your dreams and all your goals. Today, I'm truly excited. I'll be speaking to Patrick Mabileta. Patrick has authored four books, not one, not two, not three, four books. He's also an entrepreneur. So I'm truly excited to speak to him, to hear what he has to share with us and how what he can share with us can help you in your own life. Patrick, thank you so much for coming to the show. How are you, my man? Mr. Philip, I'm extremely excited. Thank you so much for having me. So, Patrick, man, please tell us about you, yourself, you know, how did you get to the point where you are now and um, where did you start, you know? Yeah, so Patrick uh, Neomabileta, I would say in the next few years, he'll be such a formidable brand because I'm building him right now. Um, I'm, a, I'm a life coach, I'm a motivational speaker, I'm an author first though, because that, that is my where my passion lies. Um, I'm a radio host, um, I'm a dad, um, most of all. Um, and I remember when I was eight, um, my love for books was, was extremely out there. Uh, I used to love to write poetry, to read poetry, um, to read literature, just to read. Um, as an introverted person, all I ever did was just stay in the house and read and read and read. And, and I guess that's where I developed the love for it. I used to write letters to my mother, you know, um, put them in her purse. And, and I remember she said one day, you know, um, uh, you're going to go far with your writing one day. And, and I looked at her and I listened to her. And I guess the words were implanted in my subconscious because, you know, as soon as I grew up and I had the abilities to write, I was able to do that. And, and I remember that in, even in school, all I ever wanted to do was just write. Literature basically was the only subject that I was good at at school. The other subject it was just 50%. I was just passing so that I can get out of school and follow my dream, and which is what I'm doing right now. So, wow. Uh, what subjects do you write about? Um... I write about real life issues. So things that have happened to me, things that have happened to people closer to me. My first book was was, a, was, was titled, Now I Understand Why It Had to Happen. Basically, I went through difficult times in my life. And as I grew up, um, I started to realize that some of the things are, you know, in life are joined together. They happen so that something else can happen. And um, and then it was followed by Chronicles of a Fatherless Son, where I wrote about not having a father in my life. So all, almost all my books are just joined together, um, talking about childhood, fatherlessness, 
Um, I also wrote another one that talks about does time really heal the loss of a loved one. So I write emotional healing books that, that wow. you know, that pushes and helps people to to get to a point where they make sure that their past doesn't affect their their present or their future. Wow. So <laughs> that's that's all right. I'm not going to say take a covid test. <laughs> no, man. I saw it I saw it wrong. <laughs> I just had that. <laughs> So so the hard times uh, Patrick what were they Yeah um I lost my I lost my mother at a young age Um like any black any other black family I grew up without a dad How um, young were you when you lost your mom It was um I think uh, 17 I was 17 when I lost my mother. Um around that time. Um but before that I wasn't actually I didn't really stay with my mother. I was always taken somewhere. So I had a trouble troublesome childhood. And um let's just say life was a little bit difficult than a normal ordinary person. Um and um because I wasn't so close to my mom when I found myself um, a woman that I loved I I got stuck on her I loved her with all my heart she was my everything and then she passed on and oh, after man. she passed on that's when I said now I understand why some things happen in life so yeah so those are basically the bits and pieces of what I, what 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 life threw at me i don't i don't like to say what i went through because um it sounds like i'm feeling sorry for myself <laughs> yeah I, true. i prefer to say you know um the things that happened that i um i think they were meant to happen so that i can i can know my potential um and i'm not saying that my mother and my wife passing away were supposed to happen no i'm just saying that some of the things that we go into in life they are they strengthen us they give us um more ability to carry on with life yeah i fully agree but and the challenge is when we are going through them we don't know that we don't know that you know when you're going through mm. something you know you don't know if it's preparing preparing you mm. for something else all you want is for it to end and it's almost like sometimes you can just go to sleep for long and wake up and it's all just <laughs> a dream and that's why sometimes people commit suicide so i'm very interested mm. and when i speak to people like you patrick i mean you guys are experts and you are you are you are for to me you are more experts than people that have got university degrees because when you've gone through something you've gone through it you you know it it's not like when you've learned it mm. or read through a book or a series of books yeah. so i mean you guys are just to me you are experts so what i've always been interested in is how what is it that a person can do 
if they're in a situation where they feel like hey, life is just too much and it happens every day remember most of us have like battles that we are fighting that people don't know even when you are well off or you have money you still have some insecurities or you still get hurt in love, in love mm. or you still struggle with you know sometimes you feel like people are using you for money you know so even when you are well off you have struggles even when you're poor when you're poor the struggles are obvious because you like what am i going to eat why me why this situations and sometimes people go through divorces sometimes you lose your loved ones and it's just painful and you during a time like that some people pull through some don't what can people do to pull through what do those that pull through uh, tell themselves sorry i know it's a long-winded question but yeah <laughs> i just had to <laughs> <laughs> uh, um no I, i paid attention to every bit of it actually um because it's a really good question so you know when when you have gone through five challenges and you've overcame all five of them and you get on the sixth one it doesn't mean that now you've gained experience it doesn't hurt it still hurts perhaps even more and but 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 the thing is when we are going through something at that point we forget how we got out of those five other challenges that we faced and then we just get tired of fighting um we get emotional and and we want to we just want it to end especially if it's, it's, it's something extremely painful we just want it to end like can you end right now but we forget that we went through other things and we were able to to break through and we were able to win um and but i'm not saying that experiences are, are better as you go some people fight for so long and they keep winning but because you keep fighting and fighting and fighting you feel like the battle is not finishing like man am i born for this am i born to struggle am i born to suffer and you, like you mentioned some take their own lives and some just give up and the situation they are in just gets worse so it it's it depends on the mindset and the people that are around you of course what kind of people do you surround yourself with are you with people who will say man you you are going through stuff all the time why don't you just give up or are you around people who will say man i see you man i see you fighting you're a warrior man you can get out of this don't give up don't quit don't lose hope so basically the people that you surround yourself with or the mindset that you keep when 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 things are hard and you're going to say man i've seen myself going through terrible things and i was able to get out of them i can get out of this one too and and you know so i guess mindset and the people that you surround yourself with yeah yeah true so so patrick despite everything um was there a time in your life where you felt more happier and what caused that that you you feeling more happier was there ever a time where you felt like that i think most most parents would say will say the following when my daughter was born man i was the happiest man alive 
um, when I was getting married, I was extremely happy. Um, uh, yeah, those are those are the times that when when I was at the most happy. Um, what else? When I yeah, those are the two <laughs> those are the two moments that I remember that I was extremely happy, and um, I guess nothing can beat my child being born. Can you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, children. I always have funny jokes with children about children. <laughs> but yeah. Let me not get started. You know, I, I I'm laughing at myself now because I'm thinking, oh, you know, for some of us, we'll be so nervous about children, but most people <laughs> are happy, you know, to have children. So, you yeah. don't have children yet. <laughs> I do, but <laughs> but the time the times they were, you know, when when they when they were born, I was gee, mm. I got nervous each time. I got nervous, like oh, oh what am I gonna do now? You know, for and, me it was different. Was and the there. childhood, the childhood is like oh what now? But when they get to like mm. six and you have a conversation and you have this person, oh then it gets better so much better and you're like ah now it's bond bonding bonding yeah. and laughing yeah but yeah, yeah man kids are wonderful so that was the time when you felt the happiest yes what keeps you going right now what makes you happy what keeps me going right now <laughs> my daughter's doing well at school but but i think what keeps me going career-wise is when when I've written a good book and somebody has said to me, now this book has changed my life and it gives me the courage to keep going. It gives me the courage to keep moving because um, sometimes we chase after, hey, I want to publish book and sell a million copies. But when we look back, there's nothing impactful that we did. But, but for me, it has, been, it has not been just about selling books. Of course, I've sold lots of books. But for me, it has been about impacting life, changing lives. When I meet people on the streets and they're like, you're the guy who wrote Chronicles, right? And I'm, and I'm like, yeah, where did you see it? And they're like, no, man, I heard you on radio. And you know, there's a guy who said, I heard you on radio, man. And I, I hadn't seen my daughter for 10 years. And I went back home and I, you know, I, I, I took, uh, I paid um, the damages and they, they allowed me to see my son or they allowed me to see my daughter. And that's the change that I want to see in the society. When I write a book, I want to write a book that will change somebody's life forever. And and that that is what keeps me going. That is what makes me happy. That keeps me smiling, keeps me writing. And, you know, so... Um, I. I told myself that I don't want to chase fame. I don't want to be out there, be known. I just want to be effective, change people's lives. And every time I touch somebody's life, I smile. And I sleep so peacefully because I know that, you know, what God has put in me has manifested in a way of somebody else being happy and somebody else's life being changed and touched. Amen. You've, you've actually also ministered to me because 
there's been so many times when I see books and I'm like, oh, this book has sold a lot. I'm like, ah, but my book is so much better than that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, I'm not writing another book anymore. So you've actually yeah. also ministered to me, you know, uh, because at times we forget why we've, we, we've started doing things. And um, mm-hmm. the world is loud, you know, social media and things, it's easy to... To, to judge things and look at other people and feel like, oh man, why am I not on the cover of the magazine? Why, I mean, I'm mm. not there yet and, and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, you've also really ministered to me. So Patrick, your books, uh, they span across life experiences and life circumstances. Uh, the first thing I want to ask is, th- that title you mentioned, does time really heal? Does time really heal? <laughs> Man, um, wow. How many times have I answered that question? Um, my perspective changes all the time, depending on who, on with who I'm speaking. But when I wrote a book, I wasn't writing a book to bring out or to give people an answer. I always say that when I write books, I write them so that we can have discussions about them. It's to open conversations all over. So when I say, does time really heal? I'm actually asking people, I'm not telling people that time will heal them. Because you you can think that because you stayed 10 years that you have healed. And then you wake up one morning, you had a dream about that particular person and you start to head all over again. So basically, if you were to ask me, does time really heal? I would say you would have to buy the book to find the answer there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but, but for the sake of the podcast, time is, time does not heal a heart that is broken. But in time, you learn how to how to deal with what has happened to you. You learn to adjust. I, I always say that what used to hurt me, my, my wife passed away 10 years ago. What used to hurt me 10 years ago makes me smile now. And I guess that's the effect of time. The more years go, I don't forget about her. I don't forget how I was hurting. But... I think about the memories that we made and the dreams that that we thought about, the things that she said, one day you will do this, one day you'll be on a big stage somewhere. And when I'm on a big stage, I'm thinking about her, I'm like, no, she said this. Oh. And instead of hurting again, I rejoice. I get, I, I feel better, I feel happy because I remember her in a good way. And, and I think that's, that's the impact of time. Whether it heals or not, I think it depends on each individual. Um, but but my book is about not rushing yourself to heal quickly, but giving yourself time to go through stages of mourning so that you can be able to, and don't use the word heal, because I don't know if people ever heal, but to be able to, um, to smile or to think about the person without crying, yeah. Yeah, and then and then there's chronicles of a fatherless son, and um, 
you know, in which you share your ex experiences about, you know, fatherless children. And you seem to have passion for that, uh, for that cause, fatherless children. As, uh, because, yeah. Yeah, as, as, yeah. So, so what is your key message in terms of that? Um, is there a way we can make a better society and, and sort of maybe reduce the impact that um, is caused by fatherless children? Look, I, I, I have a passion for a boy child um, because the world right now is focusing on, I would use the word previously disadvantaged. So the girls were previously disadvantaged. Now the world is trying to bring them to the front line to to promote them, to help them to be strong and, and, and push them forward and prepare them for, for the men that they are not preparing. So they're preparing the girl child to be strong and to be leaders, to be a leader and to be upfront. But the boy child is remaining behind. But everybody forgets that at the end of the day, the empowered girl child is going to meet a boy child that is not empowered. And the disadvantage of a boy is most African homes are fatherless. So the boy child is not being trained in a fatherly way, in a manly way, which means that when he grows up and meets that girl, he, he has no idea what to do with her. And that's where we get toxic masculinity where, you know, boys, because they are not as empowered as the girls, they want to push or they want to show that they have more power, but then they end up using their own hands. So I made it my mission to teach the boy child to say, you can also be empowered mentally. You can also be empowered, you know, in your thinking and to be able to catch up with the girl child. It's not about the girl child, obviously. It's about, about the boy child because nobody is focusing on that at the moment. Um, Obviously, I see organizations popping up, boy child, boy child, somebody's doing something. And I want to be part of that, you know, movement. I want to be part that says, you know what, I'm not giving up on the boy child. Boys are killing our girls, but I'm not giving up. I'm helping them. If I can find one boy, give them my book, sit down with them, have coffee with them just once um, in a month or once in, in two weeks, talk to them, ask them how they feel. Nobody asks the boy child how they feel because they assume the boy child is already strong. Boy child is not allowed to cry. So all those things, I try to put them together, package them together and help the boy child to, to realize his power, is that his power is not in his hands, but in his mind and how he treats a woman. You know, yeah, we, we were not true. trained because we didn't have fathers. We were not trained how to treat women and we treat them like the way that I cannot use. We, <laughs> we treat them terribly. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, <laughs> we, we treat, treat them, them yeah, terribly. And yeah, uh, terribly. it just yeah. causes pain, you know. Exactly. So, you know, somebody has to care about the boy child because now we're focusing on what they do. We're not focusing on why they do it, how did it start, where did it start. And I think if we do that, then we can change the world. 
one one by one we're not gonna do it at one go but one person by one person we can do something so are you looking into taking that mission further than the book uh, definitely so um i'm currently working with some some other organizations but i'm busy um trying to register my own right now it's going to be called um the chronicles foundation where i'll be you know getting older men that have families to mentor young boys have coffee with them talk to them keep in touch with the mentorship programs you know um for boys and um and i'm not going to leave the girl child you know out but to be more focused on training boys and mentoring them yeah no you could I mean go with the boys <laughs> go with the boys you know <laughs> i think you know sometimes we uh, and and that's what i'm sensing and i'm being honest about it sometimes we sort of we have a mission but we sort of try to balance the skills and yeah. I, i mean you for the boy child and somebody out there it really would be for the girl child and in that way you know it's it's the, the many parts will do their work You know what I mean? So it's a, it's it really is a noble cause, uh, Patrick. So w- can you please share with us um, what your mission is in life and what really keeps you going? Do you have like a motto in life that keeps you going, or favorite quote from Nelson Mandela, or, or you know, oh, no. or Bill Gates, or whoever? Nelson Mandela. Zilo Tata. I don't want to talk about Nelson Mandela. I assumed, I assumed. We're not politicians, so I know, I assumed. Um I think I think for me um people are living in pain, you know. And my mission in life is to make sure that, you know, people um I'm called now the soul healer, right? So my mission in life is to to make sure that the pain that young people have endured for so long they can get closer to to healing it so that it doesn't impact into their future and I want to work step by step um either you you have pain from not having your father in your life or you have pain from losing somebody Losing somebody close to you, I want to work with that people like that, and um, um, I've I think I've branded myself as a soul healer. So um, that is my mission in life: to heal the hearts that have been broken. Um, doesn't matter who broke it, but I want to try and heal it. Patrick, thank you so much. You are truly an inspiration. I wish you all your best in all your courses and 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 things that you're doing. Uh thank you for joining us man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it too brother. Thank you so much. Well, you've had it all right here on Power Tools to Success. Live to your purpose. Remain inspired. Move all mountains and obstacles that stand in the way of your success. Do not dare give up on yourself and your dreams thank you for joining us to consult reach us or subscribe to our newsletter please visit www.philiprampisa.com